to you live from Race City, USA. It's Blind Spotting, the NASCAR podcast from a fresh, personal, and blue collar take. Race reviews, race previews, the latest news, and more. And now, your hosts, Michael Colbert, Andrew Coates, and Travis Sherry. Well, how do you do there, Blind Spotting World? It is 2022, and this is our first episode, episode 51, overall first episode of 2022, and we hope the new year is treating you well, and the gang's all back together. We got the band. We're ready to hit the road. Andrew Coates and Travis Sherrill right here in the Cottle Creek compound off a of highway three between Mooresville and K-Town Kannapolis. And we've got a lot of things to cover tonight. Uh, we've got a, a exciting season. I'm excited for the season coming up and let's hit on the news. Uh, before we do that, let's thank our sponsors, Bases Loaded Sports. And we also want to say a big shout out to Adam Peter Shin for our opening segment, our open music. He did a good job on that a long time ago and we've had no reason to change it because it's freaking awesome so thanks again adam and thank you matt over at bases loaded sports so let's open up our new segment with the chili bowl out in oklahoma they were competing for the golden driller is that right the golden uh, yeah. driller uh tanner thorson tanner thorson holds off christopher bell who had who had won three previous uh, kyle larson had won two in a row and bell had won the three before that so bell was going for his fourth and uh but tanner thorson held him or did uh, passed him and uh held on for the win uh, there 55 laps in the chili bowl the a main uh bell as i mentioned has been tremendously successful at the chili bowl and in midget dirt racing as a whole larson Ended up sixth. Strong run. Just that field was stacked. Uh, so talking about NASCAR stars in the Chili Bowl. So you had Christopher Bell. You had Larson. And Stenhouse was also in the main. He finished ninth. That kid can race on some dirt. Another good showing by the NASCAR drivers. Let's see. We had Casey Kane out there. We had Alex Bowman. We had Ryan Newman. We had Chase uh, Elliott. Chase Elliott. Uh, who else do we have out there? I feel like I'm forgetting two or three. Uh, Chase Briscoe was there. Yep, sure was. <laughs> and uh, some news made by a young lady by the name of Kaylee Bryson. Kaylee Bryson made history this past weekend at the Chili Bowl, becoming the first woman in the event's 36-year history to make the championship a main. So if you've never, if you've never seen the Chili Bowl, don't know much about it. They have a it's a whole week long event and the whole thing's leading up to qualifying in this final race of the week, the A main. So you can win your way in, qualify your way in, and it's kinda like a it goes in reverse alphabetical order. So like if you're in the the D main, if you're in the like top five in that, you make it to the C, and then the top five in the C make it to the B, and the top five in the B make it to the A, and then they fill out the A with other in other ways, I don't know all the details of it, but Kaylee Bryson, as I said, first time in the 36-year history of the Chili Bowl, became the first woman to qualify for the championship A-Main on Saturday night. She started 10th in Saturday night's B-2 feature and drove her way up to first. She didn't start first, started 10th, worked her way up to first, and held I mean, like running away with it, had to withstand several caution flags. 
and nobody could ever get around her. Held on to win and automatically advanced, and she finished 18th in the A main. Uh, but still, very impressive. She's 20 years old. She's from Muskogee, Oklahoma. Uh, she has a history of running the USAC Midgets. Uh, she's also in the Toyota Development Program. Uh, and in her B race that she won, Casey Kane finished ninth in that race. He did not move on to the A main, but uh, Kaylee Bryson did. So congratulations to her. That was really a cool thing. Um, and I think you did. You watched a little bit of the Chili Bowl as well. Travis, what were your thoughts on what you saw? Well, first and foremost, congratulations to Tanner Thorson. Here's a guy who you know, early last year, we didn't know if he would ever race again. Had a terrible auto accident and was seriously injured. And to see him out not only racing and competing, but able to win. He's run uh, in NASCAR a little bit sparingly in the Camping World Truck Series. Uh, but my, my main takeaway, and, and, and this is unfortunate, Come on, Chili Bowl. Tighten it up a little bit. A 12.30 a.m. Eastern green flag on the main event. You know. It was late. I, I get it. It's only 11.30 Central Time. But even that's late. And, you know, last last time I checked, we were trying to get more kids interested in racing. <laughs> and, a, and a main event going green at that hour, that is not the way to do it. Uh, I don't know what they need to do. The TV ratings were pretty low and i can completely understand why um but yeah we mentioned the nascar contingency they did pretty well uh the one thing i will say is chase elliott had the flip of the week Uh, if you haven't seen video of that go go watch that he flipped in his in his main on saturday and unfortunately did not make uh the a main i don't know about you guys but i think it's great when these nascar guys go and compete in events like the Chili Bowl. Mm-hmm. And for me, even though I'm not super interested and super glued to it, uh, it was on MAV-TV on Saturday, which I know not everybody gets. Uh, but the Chili Bowl kind of marks the beginning of the racing season. Mm-hmm. You know, We Good go point. from the Chili Bowl, we got the NASCAR Hall of Fame induction ceremony this Friday, then we've got the 24 hours at Daytona, and then boom, we're the NASCAR season starts with the clash. So uh, the season has started, in my opinion, guys. It sure has. It sure has. And that was a great way to kick it off. And, and you're right. It's just you could, for the majority of, of that event, you have to watch it online. Uh, have to yeah. stream it. Flow and racing. Flow racing. And then they will broadcast the Saturday night stuff, the, mm-hmm. the main event things. And there's several races. It's kind of like watching the Kentucky Derby. Uh, there's several races that day, and then that culminates in the Kentucky Derby. But you get to watch all the events of, of that evening. But, yeah, it was a late start. And I think if they tried to mainstream that a little bit more, I think it would have a little bit more viewership. But even if it was on CBS or Fox, I think 1230 would still be, be a challenge. For, but then you got you got commercial. you got other things that starts running into. So I guess that's probably the only way that they can get that on a national uh, network, if per se, I mean, uh, not a net, not a network like CBS or ABC, but you know, a cable, a cable or satellite yeah. or whatever. I, my other big issue is it took over an hour to prep the track for the for the A main. I mean, that's 
you know, I, I know that the track has to have some kind of prep to it. I, well, yeah, and we're also talking about when you, the way they're prepping the track is they're taking, looks like, all right, uh, who wants to bring their personal vehicles to the inside of the track and so we can drive them around and yeah, pack the track? That, exactly. That's how they're prepping the race. They don't have, you know, uh, a lot of official uh, NASCAR trucks that you see, you know, uh, all the jet drive. It's not quite, it's quite that big of a thing. Yeah. And they're probably at the mercy of whatever they have at that convention center right. uh, in in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes. Uh, but still a, a fun event. Uh, I think the NASCAR drivers do have a good time doing that. It's fun to, fun to watch them. And, and it's got to be really exciting for, you know, the non-NASCAR guys to run up and, and run against the NASCAR. Hey, I, I beat that guy in my race. You know, I was running alongside of him. And Kyle Larson, it was interesting. He was really going for it. He just, I don't know if he just didn't have the uh, the peace under him on Saturday night, but he was trying everything he could uh, to get up there. But it just wasn't his night. But Christopher Bell, man, I wish he could somehow transfer that success because uh, he definitely has some talent. I mean, you can see it when he's running in those events that, that you can't, you got to be good on the wheel. You got to be a decent wheel man to be successful in those events. And and Bell always is. Stenhouse always is. I, he, Sten, well, Sten, that's a whole other episode of podcast. But uh, he does run well in those in those dirt midget events uh, for sure. Uh, Andrew, you didn't get to see him, did you? No, I didn't. But you know, I've read a little bit about it. And I, you know, I think it's good, like you guys said, that the. Not only for publicity for these events, but, you know, Larson ran a lot of stuff as we documented very much last year. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think, I mean, I think if you're under 35, there's no such thing as bad seat time, Mm-mm. you know, and, and mm-hmm. if you're Christopher Bell's, you know, management team and you're talking to Joe Gibbs, like, look, I mean, you're sitting there racing on a team with three Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. pretty hard to keep some confidence. It is, yeah. When you got three champions on your team, well, the Ham- Hamlin's not a champion, I guess, but he's won 50 races. So you've got three future Hall of Famers, and then you're fourth. It must be difficult to keep your enthusiasm and your skills sharp and not go to work every day wondering how this happened, right? right. <clears throat> so I think it's, you know, it's good for him. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting spectacle. I, I think it's, it's neat that it's all indoors. You know, you don't have to worry about the weather and... All that kind of stuff. So, Travis, to your point, you'd think they'd figure out how to prep the track or, and part of this is budget, right? So, like, sure. I like mm-hmm. that, like, we're going to talk about the Clash in a little bit. They're going to have an hour break at the Clash. Well, they're going to have a concert. Mm-hmm. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Surely, for the Chili Bowl, they could have some local country act come in and entertain the crowd for 45 minutes while they prep the track. I mean, there's got to be a way... You mean instead of throwing marshmallows around in the crowd and beach balls? I, <laughs> I guess. Throwing marshmallows. I kept seeing these white things fly, and somebody mentioned, oh, they're throwing marshmallows on the back stretch again. <laughs> like, yeah, I, do you eat those? What do you do? I don't know. I was noticing one? during the NFL game, one of them this weekend, that every time they kicked an extra point, the somebody threw a toilet paper. paper. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was at the Chiefs game. Chiefs yes. game. Yes, yes, it sure was. I'm like, <laughs> I, did I just see that? And I rewound. I'm like, that's. That was the most interesting thing that's, about that's pretty, that game. Oof. Yeah, that wasn't much game otherwise. All right, and other news, uh, Matty D uh, will be driving trucks for 2022. He lands a ride with Rackley W-A-R, and those letters stand for something. I can't remember what all they stand for, but it's a group based out of 
Tennessee. Is that right, Travis? Yes. And they had a driver last now last year who's escaping me. So they started the season with Timothy Peters. Peters, and then they had and um, then Josh Berry drove a number of races mm, for them, and so did Moffat. Yeah, they were. So it's Curtis Sutton and Willie Allen. Willie Allen uh, ran some, I believe, some Xfinity races a few years back, but they they were a first year team last year. I believe this year with a guy like Matt DiBenedetto and a year under their belt of experience, I kind of expect big things from this team. I don't know that they'll go to victory lane, but I believe that this is a chance for Matt DiBenedetto to reset himself. You know, we've seen this before, guys, where I'm going to use Justin Allgaier. He, he ran in cup for a while. He's made a home down in Xfinity and, and is succeeding very well. Now, I'm not saying... Matty D's going to stay in the truck series. But I am saying that some guys just aren't meant to be cup drivers. And that there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and you know, some other guys that have gone back down. Um, Ty Dillon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Austin. Um, I said Austin Cindric. John, I meant Daniel Hemrick. Yep. John Hunter. Yep. I mean, so, so there's, you know, a lot of these guys, I mean, even look at Christopher Bell. I mean, how old was he when he came to cup? 22? Yeah, something like that. I mean, that. I mean, I, I can't imagine the pressure that some of these guys have on them. And, and, and it's not that they don't deserve those rides originally, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's just not the right. I mean, no one criticizes Hall of Fame baseball players when they b- bounced up and down from AAA. No. Mm-hmm. You know, that happens. It doesn't happen that often, but there's plenty of guys yeah. that came to the majors. It wasn't the right time. They sent them back down. They waited a year and they came back and they had great careers. Yeah. So, you know, if you can get everybody loves a winner. So, Matty D, we know, doesn't have a ton of sponsorship dollars, at least right now. But if he can, attr- if he can start winning and attract those things, mm-hmm. then, then good on him, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, think, I think he had to reset himself. You know, we heard from him uh, at some point during the season, not when we interviewed him, but at some point that he's like, you know, I'm not going to take anything other than a cup ride and then, you know, come – championship week there's no cup rides left open and maddie d's still on the sidelines and, and he's got I, all those think, car payments to make and i think yeah. at that point <laughs> and that house payment <laughs> i think at that point he had to reset his expectations yeah. and his goals and fortunately the rackley war racing team still sounds had cool. an opening it does yeah, sound cool it does uh, it's uh rackley is a roofing company by the way rackley roofing hmm. uh, so yeah rack them i was just thinking that god their so, eagle, eagle should be their but, uh, mascot, we, the Rackley we, War Eagle. Yeah, we certainly want to wish the best of luck. But they had to be in Alabama for that. <laughs> to Matty D. <laughs> anyway, off the rails already. Well, that take fifteen. And minutes. then <laughs> we also had absolutely congrats to him. Yeah, congrats. And then Landon Castle is going to be running at uh, yeah. Our, our old friend uh, Doctor Aaron Studwell um, is, I believe, pretty integral in Landon Castle. He helped him a lot, a lot last year with sponsorships, and they they have a good friendship. And that's one of the I always Landon Castle's name would always jump out at me because of the relationship relationship they had with Studwell, and Studwell was so gracious with us and came on twice with us once yeah. for the uh, earlier in the season and once with the iRacing. racing. So yeah, Speaking with Colin Racing, I think it's exciting for Landon, and I look forward to see how how well he he's does. run a lot of cup. But do you remember he was on in Hendrick? For one season. Yes, he was. Oh, I didn't, I didn't re- recall that. Or that. Yeah, ran the five car. The five car. And wrecked about 
he hit everything except, except the his, pace car. Yep, yeah. Yep. And, <laughs> you know, after that, he kind of fell off the map a little bit. But interesting thing about him in that in the in the ride with colleague has a crypto based sponsor. And so most, if mm-hmm. not all of his payment that he will get will come in the form of crypto. I still don't understand all that. I, I don't understand it, and I'm it's not for another night. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend because Andrew tell probably does get it. Our fans, what it is, because that would be wrong. Um, it, it's essentially. Oh, here we go. No, but it's essentially like when we went from gold to paper money. People are like, well, why does this paper have any value? It's just paper with ink on it. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. It's just a new, you know, value is only what somebody will pay for. It's like. I have this huge collection of diecast cars that's theoretically worth about twenty thousand dollars, but it's only worth twenty thousand dollars if I can guess what, sell it for twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Right. If I can only sell it for fifty bucks, then that's what it's worth. Right. So, you know, I, I think it's like anything else. It's not dissimilar to stock or anything else, but it, it, it is weird. The reason that drivers are doing this is they're they're banking on the upside. Now, if you pick a crypto to be paid in that's not going to go anywhere or defaults or goes away, then you've made nothing. Uh, But it's not dissimilar to being paid in stock where once you get paid in crypto, you can always cash that out for cash. There are ways. You can find a buyer. Is there a crypto market like there is a stock stock market? market. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. apps that have like 50 different cryptos. The, the the one everybody knows about is Bitcoin, and then another real common one's called Ethereum. Uh, but there's probably But you 50. can mine it? Is it like a... Well... Like so, uh, anyway, I'm, yeah, I that's another... Another time. Yeah. Yes, right. there is a, there's a limited supply. I sort supply. of get it a little bit now. Uh, Landon, if wanna you want to come on the show and Yeah, yeah. And we should ask Stunwell. To us. Yeah. Or Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. Also fortune yeah. favors yeah. the brave. Yeah. Oh, that was the bold. Bold, Wait. Well, he says the brave, but I always thought it was the bold. I like the I like bold better. Bold there. sounds better. Fortune favors the brave. <laughs> I guess so. If you're Chipper Jones, well, there's but... a lot of stupid bold people. <laughs> and <laughs> like and, the and, first guy and people that call themselves brave, they're just foolish. Yeah, I guess. Man, uh, we're getting we're getting we're we're off the rails. We're but it's ready. fun. It's yeah. fun. I, I like I like yeah. doing this again. Yeah, it's it it is fun. Sorry, uh, stay with us. We're back to racing. So. Before we go any further, one, other other news, yes. One thing that we did not have on our list, and it, it was some sad news. Uh, we lost Martha Earnhardt. Yeah. And you know the matriarch of the Earnhardt family, uh, Dale's grandmother. Uh, Dale, Dale Junior's Dale Junior's grandmother. Yeah, Dale Senior's yep. Dale mother, Senior's mother. Mother. Ralph's wife. Yes. And it's been a tough couple of months for the Earnhardt family. Of course, they lost Danny, Dale. Uh, senior's brother, brother not long before they lost Martha. So um, th- that was that was a big loss to the NASCAR community. And, and there were some other some other key uh, constituents of the NASCAR community that had passed away in the off season. And we just want to uh, send our condolences to all of those families. Well said. Absolutely. But it was cool that uh, Dale Jr. got to go down and test at Daytona. And, and he, he was driving he confer- for Larson? Yes, driving the five Because Larson was doing something else. Yeah. He's always doing something. So let's talk about... Oh, Chili Bowl. Yeah, yeah. he was at Chili yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. that's right. So let's talk a little bit about the next-gen test at Daytona specifically. 
I, did you guys get to watch any of it? Because it was live streamed on NASCAR.com. No, but I heard some, uh, I, I saw some videos. It I, sounds, uh, the cars sound better than they did a, uh, a few months ago. But boy, that, they, I'm glad they got it fixed because that first day they were running 170. Yeah, well, here's my question. What they top out at? The, 185, 190? Yeah, oh, there was good. one 190. Yeah, but, but mostly ahead, 185s. Right. Here's the thing. When they come back for Daytona, they'll be, they'll be faster. Oh, for sure. Um, the issue is not going to be. The issue is going to be number of cars they can produce. Yes. So for those of you that are not on the lead lap at this point, NASCAR nice. is not unlike the rest of the world, and they are having supply chain issues with parts and pieces and car uh, next gen cars for that matter. And so at this point, the hope is that by the time they go to the West Coast. Uh, in late February, about after they come back from Daytona. The each, second time they go to the West Coast. Yeah, the second mm-hmm. time. Each car number will have five next-gen cars. Now, that's a hope at this point. My thing is, we've seen a number of times during speed weeks at Daytona, it's not uncommon for one team to tear up three cars. And then before they even get to Daytona, they're going to the quarter mile at the L.A. Coliseum. This is going to be interesting. The good thing about that quarter mile is you're probably not going to destroy any frames. Yeah, you're probably not going so fast to, enough. You're going to have to replace body panels, which that's, again, a challenge. But yeah. at least you're not going to have whole cars. I think the change to the L.A. Coliseum may actually, in this case, benefit NASCAR because you're not going to have the top teams tearing up a car in the clash. Yep. Tearing up a car in practice or the or the duels and tearing up a car in the five hundred. I agree. So I agree. that that may actually end up. I, I would I, I would seriously doubt that they're going to take credit for that, right? Yeah. right. Uh, but you know, it it's going to be interesting to see in terms of supply chain how that works. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit. Do we have any more news to get to? Uh, just talk about the Bush Clash. Remind folks that yeah, it's well, that's what I was. That's what I was going to go to. Actually, oh, actually, before we get there, Pen- Penske's not running Xfinity, which I think is interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Uh, simply because there's not. Remember last year there were two Ford. T- well, there were more than two Ford teams, but there was really only two competitive Ford teams, and mm-hmm. Penske was one of them. Mm-hmm. So I find it really interesting that they're not doing that they said a sponsorship comes along they'd be interested in doing it but that's not going to be running for the title no and we talked about this beforehand uh the ford pipeline's kind of dry right now with in terms of prospects that may make it to cup i think it was a genius move by ryan priest who was let go from jtg doherty racing to sign as the quote-unquote fill-in driver for Stuart Haas, because I, I don't know, but I would think that if a Ford seat comes open, he would stand a pretty good chance to get in it. Yeah, we were uh, talking to one of our industry insiders, and and um, that is certainly the expectation, I think, is that he will spend a year doing this, and yeah. then he will have a seat somewhere. Of course... Eric Almarola announced his retirement. Yep. So mm-hmm. there's a seat right there in the organization he signed with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's also rumors about other people. We, we always know people like Hamlin and Truex and Harvick. They're all 40s. Yep. Uh, when, when are they going to hang it up? So, um, you know, I think I think if you're somebody like Ryan Priest, um, 
And here's the other thing. He gets all of his weekends back. Yeah. I can... mean, that's a sweet gig, man. Yep. Yeah, you got to fly around, do some testing, and do a lot of sim work, but it's kind of a nine-to-fiver. Do you think that Priest knew about the pending Almirola news before he agreed to be the test driver and fill-in driver for Stuart Haas? Maybe. I, I asked Mickey Russell about this, who we had on the beginning of last year, and I, I just flat-out asked him. I said, hey, was, Al, was that Almirola's choice or was it not? And he goes, I think everybody's in agreement that it was Eric's choice. So he's not being forced out. So no. if that's the case, mm. so I don't think there's some this big behind. It, what People look at that and go, oh, they signed Priest, and then now Eric's retiring. They're forcing him. No, I, I think it's possible. Yeah. Um, if if Priest is an asset Ford values, um, I'm sure Eric had, before the announcement, had already talked to the powers that be about this it being his last season. So it's very possible that it trickled over to to Priest. But I don't know about you guys. I, I mean, Eric, he's had three cup wins. And, you know. He's 37. If, if I had two young mm. kids. Is he 37? He's yep. 37. Wow. If I had two young kids like mm. he does, and I'm 37, and I'm financial, I have the financial wherewithal to retire, I think I'd do it. Yeah, and, 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 and he's he that way he can sort of. If you don't have the fire in the bell anymore. Yeah. If you got, if you're good, if you're set, you know. I guess like uh, cousin Carl was Carl well, Edwards. He was satisfied to walk away when he did, and um, I was always surprised he didn't come back. Yeah, I, me too. I, really am. Me too. I thought he'd come back. After well, and there's two. always been rumors about that, right? And well, he's what forty something now. Yeah, he's he's yeah. getting up there. Although I think he yeah, could Satchel still Page pitched drive a game a, at sixty two. I'm not saying he can't do it, man. <laughs> so I don't know. Good for Eric. Um, you know, I, I think he'll stay in the sport in some capacity, whether he's in broadcasting or. Or you know maybe he'll take Priest's job as the as the sim or, driver. Yeah, or, or maybe he has a job at SHR. Or, yeah, I mean, I mean there's knows? tons of things that he can do. And yeah, uh, but you, you know, know, spending time with your family, you guys know this. Spending time with your family and your kids and watching them grow up is is important. And kudos for him for realizing that before it's too late. Uh, and as he said in his press release, you know, <clears throat> before my kids. And I'm paraphrasing here. Don't think it's cool to hang out with dad anymore. Yeah, that does start to happen. You know. Uh, so <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to mention, Friday night, weather permitting, we've got the NASCAR Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Red Farmer, <laughs> who's, still, who's still racing at age 88, I believe, um, and the late modified racer Mike Stefanik will be inducted. Along with, uh, yes, that's true. He'll be the second one along with Richie Evans, right? Yes, uh, yes uh, they yes, were yes, mentioned. Yes. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, several championships as a modified driver. Is that correct, or was that Richie Evans? Uh, no, I think I get those two I think mixed you're up. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that'll be fun. The only thing I hate, it's not on TV. It's on the Peacock Premium. Well, I don't think there'll be any so, surprises. No, but no. And you know what? You uh, can uh, watch the speeches. A after. surprise inductee. Yeah, I now just, we've decided to add a fourth one. No, you know one. what they do is that they is they take people out now. That's right. We've got to make <laughs> Sorry, room for. We, we only yeah. have fifty spots in the Hall of in, Fame, and you're that, out in that yeah. Hall of Honor, that Room of Honor. <laughs> we can't put any of those big silver speakers up anymore. We got to start taking people down. <laughs> so All right, who's passed away? Anyway, that's Friday night. Eight and then and then also uh, Ralph Seagraves uh, oh, being yeah. honored as the Landmark. recipient of the Landmark yep. Award and. If you're not familiar with Ralph Seagraves, um, he was an R.J. Reynolds, <clears throat> R.J. Reynolds executive, and was very integral in getting the Winston Cup sponsorship 
into NASCAR. He was uh, from Wilkes County, born in Wilkes County. He and Junior Johnson uh, knew each other, and at a, as, as the story goes, at a 1969 R.J. Reynolds meeting at which Junior Johnson was present uh, for whatever reason, um, Junior Johnson was there and suggested, well, R.J. Reynolds should maybe sponsor my, my team. You know, and this was, there weren't any tobacco companies in the sport at, at, at that point. And Seagraves at the same meeting suggested, well, instead of just your team, why don't we get into sponsoring the entire sport of, of NASCAR? And, they, and there it went uh, from there. And uh, so they were very integral uh, and were a longtime sponsor of, of, of NASCAR racing. So Ralph Seagraves, yeah, one of the big uh, names that you may not be familiar with, but that's, uh, that's his claim to fame and his contribution, his outstanding contribution to the sport and, of NASCAR. And one that I always enjoy is the Squire Hall Award. And this year it's going to... One of us. Uh, it is. We're now yeah. in broadcast. But somebody that we lost... Bob Jenkins. Oh, yes. Good, yeah. Good. Uh, and, and for those that, speaking of the Chili Bowl, for those that are Michael and my age that grew up watching racing on ESPN on Thursday Night Thunder, remember? You know, we, he would call I Thursday Night Thunder. Oh, yeah, you didn't have want If you want to watch something exciting, but go, I do remember go back show. and watch Bob Jenkins. And uh, he was just sort of the... One of the first like cable voices, like really, yes. he was kind of like a, a Ken Squire or a Chris Economaki that you associate mm-hmm. with auto racing. Just mm-hmm. really, and and did did a lot of work with like uh, I think Benny Parsons early in his career yep. uh, on, on, on television. So uh, really, really cool that they're honoring Bob Jenkins because uh, he was he, he was really, some of the games, didn't he? Wasn't he on one of the? I believe you're right. Program? Yeah, I early say, early on. Yeah, the early that video very games. calm voice yes. that very recognizable. Uh, he was he he was covering in that Thunder show you were talking about uh, when Tim Richmond was going through his uh, debacle his, uh down in Daytona that year his yeah. uh, as he they actually had him on Bob Jenkins interviewed him they had him in studio uh, so a lot of things that I've seen from back in those days from that that episode in 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 the history of NASCAR Bob Jenkins was uh, a big name and we always sure. have talked about Days of Thunder on this show and and mm-hmm. I think he's in that movie uh, like he and Jerry Punch and those guys that was that right. crew yeah. and and it would always be you know in those days not all the NASCAR races were on television and it was always exciting for me because it'd be like, welcome to North Wilkesboro Motor Speedway for it's the Holly Farms 400. I'm Bob Jenkins, joined with Benny Parsons and Dr. Jerry Punch. And it's just like, it just takes you right back. And I know we sound like yes. old men here, but, you know, when you're 13, 14, 15 years old, that's pretty exciting uh, oh, yeah. to, to hear that. And just, I remember the adrenaline, like, I'm going to watch car racing for three hours. This is so exciting. So These young whippersnappers don't know how good it used to be. I know. Like I Travis. Know. And a, they're going to be talking about watching... Uh, you know, back in my day, we could watch it on Peacock. We didn't have to put it in our retinal scanner. Andrew's gone to his, what those Muppet guys? What are they? Oh, called? Statler and Waldorf? Yes. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> Racing is terrible these days. Back in my day, they they get out and push the damn car around the track and we broke down. There just, you know, there's this five-minute Four wheels? This, this five we minute use, I, we had two oh, wheels yeah. and there were triangles. If you had, if you had, if you still had one arm and one eye open, hell, you just keep going. Folk, around folks, around. I'm not sure what's. Uh, yeah, we've we've gone. I, oh, I, let's finish up the news with one thing. This is over a month ago now, but at our last show, we were anticipating the Formula One championship. 
we were. Did that end finally? <laughs> yeah. was, was there a champion crown? There was. And luckily, the Max didn't crash into Lewis because that would have been tempting, man. Was it the Dutch boy? The Dutch boy won it. <laughs> and uh, that's as much as you know, I'll do there Travis was a lot story. of controversy in that race. And we're not going to go through all that. But congratulations to Max. One of the things that's interesting he's going to do next year that you noted here, Michael, is uh, for years and years and years, up till about six years ago, the number you wore on your car was the number you finished in the point standings the year before. And probably six to eight years ago, they allowed them to pick their own numbers. Uh, Daniel Ricardo famously picked number three because he grew up in Australia watching Dale Earnhardt. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why he picked three. Uh, well, Max is going to go back to number one. He's going to take that old tradition. Um, and most famously, most recent number one uh, would have been, you know, for years and years, it was always Michael Schumacher because he won mm-hmm. the daggum thing constantly. Mm-hmm. But... That'll be exciting. Um, lots of changes on the driver lineup. George Russell's going to give Lewis a run for his money, and we shall see. We shall see what happens with uh, with Formula One. But um, that that season doesn't kick off until Australia. And, and the I, third place finisher, Botas Valtteri Botas, he's going to is Williams going toward going to Williams, I believe. Okay, I think it's no, 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 no. Alfa Romeo. He came from Williams. He might be going to Alfa Romeo. Yeah, I have to look I'm now. But anyway, there's a number of driver today. changes. Um, yeah. So it's exciting. I paid a lot more attention to it last year than I have before because of the closeness of the battle. But, I mean, you look at the points, and this is why maybe it's not so mainstream. Well, I guess it is in Europe, but this is the final points breakdown. So Verstappen finished up with 395.5 points, 395.5 points. Lewis Hamilton had 387.5. Number three in the standings was Botas with 226. Yeah, it... It's like the old days of NASCAR where you have two or three guys that just win every race. Well, and they only give points out in the top 10, right? That's correct. If so they 11, give out, you, don't, you, you get, get 20, nothing. yeah, you get 25 for win, you get one for fastest lap, but you have to be in the top 10. Like you can't be 20th and go put a new set of tires on to get a point. Um, and then it's 18 and then like 15, 12, 10, and then kind of by single digits through the rest of the top 10. Um, but what's interesting is you don't score points from 11th to 20th. And in a 20-car field, that's not as huge a deal. But if it's a 24-26 car field like it has been in previous years, it's a challenge to, to get points. So, you know, NASCAR does award. You start, you get a point. Um, I think if you did it this way and you had two or three dominant drivers, you could end up with this in almost any form of motorsport mm-hmm. just because of the fact that if you don't finish in the top... Like if NASCAR only awarded points to the top 20 or top 30 even, there was talk about that back before they did the cra- the caution clock. Do you remember that? Yeah. There was a lot of problems with guys going back out and barely making minimum speed, and then we had 27 cautions for pieces flying off of cars. Mm-hmm. And NASCAR now has to kind of clear you to go back out, and you've only got five minutes and all that kind of stuff. But there was talk about saying, you know, the reason guys go back out and run all those laps, especially at Daytona and Talladega, is because they want to get points. Mm-hmm. And two or three points can matter at the end of the season. So, I don't know. I like it. I mean, it's fine both ways. Um, so, Andrew, let me ask you, and I think you're the you're the one to answer this question. So, you know, we know how that race ended. Yeah. And people are still talking about it today, unfortunately, for all the wrong reasons. It looked like that F1 really gained some momentum in the U.S. Uh, do you think that the way the season ended will kind of squash the momentum or do you think that people will do you think the chaos is really what the newer f1 fans liked and do you think they'll come back and hope that that happens every season i think they liked a title battle 
typically, if you look at Lewis over the last few years, he's won at three races before the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think a good, you know, the Super Bowl has better ratings when it's twenty-one to twenty, mm-hmm. and not the nineties when San Francisco and Dallas are beating everybody thirty-five points. Right. So I think I think you've got some spectacle watchers. I think you've got some auto racing watchers. Um, right. But I think the casual fan is interested in the mono and mono kind of fight. If, if they're able to maintain that, and I don't see any reason that Verstappen and Mercedes, and the reason I say Mercedes is it may not be Hamilton. I mean it it could be it could be Russell. Um, he should have won th- this year in the Mercedes, and he broke. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I think it's a few things. Um, if you look at soccer's popularity, so a lot of the things that are popular on the continent are a little more patient. They're a little more strategic. They're not as say violent for mm-hmm. here's what i mean soccer versus football f1 versus nascar i like all of those things right but they take a different eye to watch and enjoy than then so if you like like football for the tackles and the hits right you're going to be bored in soccer if you if you if that's all you like it for but if you like the hits and you also enjoy watching them change plays at the line and who they're going to blitz and double a gaps dropping out and all this kind of stuff then you're probably going to enjoy um, soccer. I think a lot of that happens with motorsport. If you enjoy the tire strategies and the fact that you can run three seconds a lap faster on new tires and, and, and where you're going to catch guys and how you s- slice and dice, yeah, you're not going to have wheel-to-wheel banging. But I think, to answer your question in a very long-winded manner, I think if there's a good title fight, Americans will be interested in it. Mm-hmm. I also think Austin's done a nice job of making that an exciting race and Miami is going to even be probably better. Um, so you've now got four races within a four hour flight of the East coast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Montreal, Mexico city, Miami and Austin. I think one thing I'm going to be watching and I believe it kicks in next year and I don't know what's going to happen with it. I think a lot of the, the excitement is because Fans here on in the U.S. can watch F1 coverage commercial free. Yeah, and that's one thing that that, that they the first year that ESPN took it over, they put commercials in the middle of the live broadcast. They didn't even tape delay it. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see commercial free coverage anymore because ESPN they didn't get any money or they didn't pay anything uh, for the rights to F1 this past year. I'm curious to see who steps in and takes it. It could be ESPN. Yeah, what they do in what they do in, in and you hear it, uh, they they take Sky's broadcast. Yeah, right, right. So if you take if you take Sky's broadcast, Sky may be saying, "All right, we'll give it to you for free, but you're going to play us, so we get all the advertisement using our announcers." I mean, there may mm-hmm. be some sort of quid pro quo there. What they used to do is they had David Hobbs and those guys sitting in a booth in Charlotte and yep. watching the international feed and just talking about it. Yep, they didn't even send them to the race. Yeah. Steve Matchett, David Hobbs, and Bob Varsh. So I'm Bob curious Varsh. if whoever picks up the rights will choose that route. Well, I think what they'll do is a side by side. I think that, you know, how IndyCar almost has no commercials now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only time side. they have commercials is during a full course yellow. Now, there aren't a lot of those in, right. in, in, in Formula One, but I can see that being the way that the revenue is generated because it's a shorter race. They usually rate they're about an hour and 40 minutes. And you, if you can miss a lot. I hate to say it, um, but NASCAR, you can miss 50 laps. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. So anyway, that's enough for F1. Nobody tuned in to hear us talk F1, did no. they, Michael? Well, I mean, maybe they did. Maybe, maybe they did. Maybe they did. So what do we it's expect? We'll, we'll close up here with what do we expect for the season? I got a pee soon, though. So let's wrap oh, it up. <laughs> Edit that out. Don't you have a water bottle down there? Or are you worried it's more than that water bottle? It's it's going to be more than that water bottle. I see. Yeah. Okay. I see. But uh, what, Travis, what do you expect to see this season? You got a jug, Travis? For the clash? I, You know, honestly, I don't know what to expect. I heard, and I, I can't believe I'm the one bringing this up. I heard an interview with our friend who hasn't come on the show yet, Jamie Little yesterday mm. and she said that somebody asked her the other day where are you going to be because there's no infield there's no pit road there's none of that and she's like you know what i don't know where i'm going to be covering it from be with ice cube. how do they get in the cars in there is there a tunnel i don't know oh yeah there is a tunnel because um, they said once they paved it it barely fits yeah so so it, are they pushing the cars in and out i believe i so I the haulers don't go so. in i don't think so and there's no there I can't won't imagine be they would no there won't be any live pit stops. Well, I knew that. Because they don't but need they have fuel. to have a they have to put the cars somewhere yeah. while they qualify. I don't know. I, that's one of the things I'm going to be interested huh. to see. The whole thing is paved, though. I saw a picture yes. of it. Yes. The other thing I'm going to be interested to see is how fast are they going. And what did they do on the iRacing, did they say? I don't know. Uh, how fast are they going? And what's it going to be like? Is it going to be a demolition derby, or is it going to be follow the leader or is it going to be mix it up i hate to say it but all right so let's think about this for a second right think about martinsville Mm -hmm. which is kind of shaped like a track Mm -hmm. like a like a track and field track Mm -hmm. what are they going going to the corner 110 yeah and they're slowing down to about 55 miles an hour in the corners yeah all right take take that same radius Mm -hmm. and now shorten the the straightaway. So I think they're going to be going about eighty to ninety going into the corner, and they're going to be on you know, fifty miles an hour in the, I'm in the corners. Yeah. So with that said, you're not going to have a whole lot of straightaway. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of beating and banging. The question is going to be, what happens when a car turns sideways? So Martinsville and Bristol, there's still enough. You know, Bristol's more self clean but Martinsville, if a guy gets spun up in the fence, there's two or three lanes still below him right. to get by. At this thing, if a guy gets turned sideways, do 17 cars get up in a heap? I don't know. I don't know. The bottom, the bottom line is, it doesn't matter what kind of race we have. There are people outside of the NASCAR realm right now talking about this. Oh, yeah, this. and that's what and they want. And that's wanted. a huge deal. It's either going to be... Dale Earnhardt wins the Daytona 500, mm-hmm. or Austin in the rain. Yes, it's going to be two. one of those two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think but, it could. I think it could be in, in the middle. I think it. I think it could be a crappy race, but still a success. I mean, hey, we tried. It's yeah. and they're going to have some star power out there. They got uh, worldwide Pitbull. They got Pitbull. They got Ice Cube. They got Ice Cube yep. at halftime. I'm yep. sorry, the race break. Yeah. Um. So we'll see who makes some adjustments at halftime. Yeah. Comes out. And uh, I mean, it, here's the thing: racing starting again. Can they work on it at halftime? You know, no one. That'll be interesting. And here's the thing: we're I'm two not... and a half weeks out, and nobody knows the answers to these things. Yeah. Why are we talking about it? Because oh, that's what we do. Interesting to it us. Is interesting. Yes. Yeah, it is interesting, and we're not we're not going to stop talking about it. I am surprised no one it. is complaining about them spending a million dollars and then ripping it up. Because what does asphalt need to be put down? Oil, and just doesn't seem very eco-friendly to build a track for one weekend and then tear it back up. 
I think those forty-three cars running around for three hours, but I spewing think, exhaust. Into I understand that, but at least those are on tracks that already exist. Yeah, I'll say this: if this is a success, I think you could see a lot more of this happening. You could have it in any stadium. Yeah, any stadium. Yeah, except the indoors one, probably. Yeah, that would. You be. know who would? I'd love to have it. Oh my gosh. Because he can't get his team to win the Super Bowl is Jerry Jones. Oh yeah, they'd put one in four. They'd put. Oh my goodness. They'd put one in Cowboy Stadium yesterday. No, they're not gonna tear that field up. I don't think. Why I don't not? Think, I don't think Jones it's, would ever allow it. It's not you grass. Need to. He's got plenty of money. What is it? Or you know where they could do it is in Arizona. They wheel that 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 field gets wheeled outside. Moving forward, <laughs> is there anything else? I really got to go. We were gonna have Cody Connor on this week. Who we were, but uh, he snowed in. He's he from Canapolis. Yep. He's a, a race down there in the Snowball Derby. Uh, I think he does some some dirt racing, but also does uh, late model, a lot of late model racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he races the Tiger Mobile, which is cool. I think that's what initially caught my eye. His, his car is it's all pretty Tiger, cool Tiger Stripe. Yes. It's pretty awesome. Yes. So he was all set to come tonight, and we tape in Mooresville, North Carolina. So we've had some snow recently. So Cody was Life un- is shut down. So we're postponing that till next week. And then we've got Jerry Nadeau coming on with us sometime in February. And then Travis, who do we have coming on in late February, early March? This is exciting. Yeah, we have uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series driver Grant Enfinger is going to come on with us and talk about his racing career. Originally from Alabama and uh, has a pet pig named Wilbur. Oh, let's see if we can get him in does studio a, and bring Wilbur. Do you have a spider named Charlotte? I, I don't know, but I'm going to ask him how his pig's doing. Yeah. Can we end that show with That'll Do Pig? That's one, <laughs> one was it, one some one special pig? Or that's some pig? That's some yeah, pig. Yeah, something like that's that. Some that's pig. some pig. And then Audacious or Bodacious or I don't know. something? I don't know. She dies. Anyway. She dies Templeton. I always like Templeton. He, that's a rat after my own heart. So, he loved to eat. And anything. So, fair food. I love fair food also. Oh, and we're also going to do, hopefully on February 5th, a live show. Further updates on that. But if you're in the Mooresville area, keep an eye on Twitter and Facebook. We'll, we're going to we're gonna broadcast it live on Facebook, hopefully, and then put and where, it out normally. Where will this be? We're having to, well, hopefully it's going to be in, in Mooresville at a coffee shop. I yeah. uh, just have to confirm the date. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. But come by, say hi. Free coffee. We'll give you updates. For us, hopefully. Yeah. I like I like coffee. You like coffee, Travis? I do not, but that's okay. Well, they've got some other cool drinks. They have tea. They do. That's fine. They have stuff for wussies. Gelato. Uh, Anything else, guys? a lot of gelato. They have gelato there. It looks good, yeah. They do. If it's where I'm thinking. But Now you're doing all this extra talking, PP. I know. I know. What's that? Well, gelato is overshadowing my urination needs. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, anyway. Everybody stay safe. Uh, we've got some more winter weather potentially heading our way this weekend. What? Uh, yep. Yep. Thursday night. A whole inch of snow. Friday into Saturday. Maybe we can get Cody to come on over here to stay with you over the weekend, and uh, then he'll be here. Stay safe. I guess that was a negative, Cody. No, Sorry. That's fine. Stay safe. Stay warm. Uh, watch the or listen to the Hall of Fame Friday night, and we will talk to you next week on Blind Spotting. Bye bye. Come to Tulsa You know I hate to fly I ain't been back to Oklahoma, baby Since you said goodbye I heard a rumor you missed me I hope to God it's a lie You 
Come 